We are I. I was having a conversation with a guy that I've known almost 15 years and somebody that I respect a ton. And, you know, this is somebody who's just, just an animal in life in so many different regards. Like, you know, I remember when he started off this, I'm going to work out every day, you know, like no matter what that looks like, it could be 10 push-ups or it could be like a full beast workout, yoga, running, doesn't matter. It's every single day I'm going to do something and see how many days I can accumulate. I remember over the course of time, like it just, you know, got up to a couple hundred. And we didn't talk for like, you know, six months, maybe a year. And then I, I was like, hey, man, I'm like, how's that? You know, how's that challenge going? You know, we just haven't asked you about it for a long time. And then we didn't talk for a while. And he's like, he's like, bro, I'm over a thousand. I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'm like, you're such an animal. Like, I, I love that. It just speaks to exactly who he is as a person. You know, and this is somebody who's dedicated their entire life to real estate. Has started many, many businesses with inside real estate and, you know, currently owns a development company in Vancouver. You know, just going full tilt. And I talked to his wife the other day and she said, that like, yeah, you know, like we're planning on, you know, moving to Australia and opening up like an international division of our company. I was like, fuck, you know, I'm like, that's just so awesome. They got two young boys, you know, and just, they don't look at life as having restrictions because she's exactly the same way. She's just a fucking animal when it comes to life. And, you know, I look back over it, like what they've done. And, you know, when he was in his early twenties, he took 10 grand and went to Thailand. He's like, he told everybody, you know, when, when they run out of money, I'll come back home. And fuck, it was over two years before that motherfucker came back home. You know, when their first son was born, let me speed that up. When their first son was born, you know, they, they went over to, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Asia, I can't remember. And just lived on the beach in like a little beach shack for like a year. They just, they knew it was going to be a stretch. Like they knew that they didn't have, you know, anything tying them down here really. Like their son was young and they knew that it was coming. They knew that they were going to have to, you know, put some, put both feet on the ground soon. But I just love that, you know, where it goes to show like you can successfully be nomadic. And this is, I look at these, you know, these, I think they're called digital, digital travel visas, maybe not digital travel visas, you know, like they're basically like transient travel visas that you can get, you know, they're for digital creators knowing that there's no, there's no footprint necessary that you're going to have in a country, you know, it may not necessarily be boosting that country's economy, but we're not going to, you know, bar you from, you know, setting up some temporary routes here. And that's to me, it's like for successful, you know, nomadic people. Then I look around and I'm like, man, I'm like, that's so rare. Like I, I know so many people who are, who are nomadic, who are on one side, either they've stifled that aspect of them 
and they've sat down and put roots in with their with their careers or their you know occupations, their businesses. Or on the other side of that, they've completely abandoned their careers, their occupations, their businesses, and they're just kind of struggling nomads because they connect so much more with that life. But there's so very few people who've bridged the gap between the two, but you're starting to see so much more of it now. So much more. Because there are so many people creating content online and they go around the world and they find a place that's like, you know, why live in a place where, you're, where your cost of living per month can be like, Five, six, seven thousand dollars. Say if you lived in Vancouver, very easily, even more than that. If you had a mortgage in Vancouver proper itself, you know, like you're looking at your monthly nuts, probably fifteen grand. But you can go live somewhere absolutely beautiful. You know, your monthly nut can be like a thousand or two. And this is what they say about retiring too, right? Like, why would you retire in a place where, you know? You may have X amount of dollars to retire on, and that equate you, you know equates to maybe let's call it eighty thousand dollars a year, sixty thousand dollars a year, plus your government top up, which is next to fucking nothing. Not that you necessarily want it to be either, but you know where you could go live somewhere else where you know that eighty thousand dollars, that sixty thousand dollars immediately transfers into maybe one thirty, one fifty. So you can live a substantially better life. You know, but why don't people think this way? Maximizing their life, maximizing their dollars, maximizing how they productively live life. And I understand, I completely understand a lot of people don't have jobs that they can do remotely or, you know, like this, this concept is crazy to them. But I challenge that by saying that this gentleman has a development company in Vancouver and is nomadic enough at heart and entrepreneurial enough at heart that says, fuck it, I'm going to go open an international division of my company because I am nomadic at heart. So he even goes to show you when your occupation forces you to geographically be local, that if you set it up properly and you go, you can still be both sides. You can still be productive. You can still be nomadic. You can still be an entrepreneur. You know, you don't have to sacrifice much. But this is where it's like setting a goal and sticking to that shit and pushing and slogging through it because it's absolutely necessary and key. You gotta have that vision in mind of what you wanna be. You gotta tap in and you know, maybe you stifle your nomadic side so just fucking that fire burns and rages so deep inside you that it gets to be a point that your goal of being a nomadic entrepreneur is the only thing that burns inside you at such a, a degree that you just, you cannot do it. You cannot not do it anymore. So you find a way. You find a way. You make it work. We have this opportunity now, right? There's a lot of occupations now that are starting to be remote. A lot. A lot. Right? You know, you can set yourself up in a way where you know, even if you do part-time remote work and part-time local work, but geographically in a different area, maybe you just need to do that for six months to a year. And then you come back here to say like, hey, I got this new fire in my belly for life. I had this new enthusiasm for life because I've changed something in my life, right? I've changed something. So this is like a really good platform to be able to to leverage this thought processes, you know, a great thought process to leverage it's, you know, when, when you look at your life and it becomes stagnant to like who you are as a person, 
When you come stagnant to who you are professionally, do you stay in that hamster wheel? Knowing that there really is a lot of opportunity to be able to make multiple different moves in multiple different directions. Because look, man, whether you're a man or a woman, you got to realize that even if you're 40 or 50, like I am right now, 40, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, fuck, man, you have a lot of years left to live. Can't keep doing the same shit if you don't like it. That's decades. That's the one thing that Ayn Rand said, and I wish I could remember this quote verbatim. But basically, she says, you know, if I'm not doing what I want to do, if I'm not living my life how I want to live my life, I'm just condemning myself to torture. Torturing the soul, torturing the mind, torturing the body. Because you are. You are to some degree. Because the thing is, if you speed that torture up by 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, immediately overnight, you would realize how bad that torture is. The problem is, is that you live it every day, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. So you slowly become conditioned to it. So always, it doesn't seem that bad. It seems survivable because you condition yourself to it. But if you took 15 years of torture and you turned that switch on overnight, you'd be like, fuck, that shit is bad. But you condition yourself to it. You condition yourself. And that's what makes it bad. So, if you're stuck in the hamster wheel, and I think a lot of people know in their mind, their heart, the body, their soul. I think a lot of people know when they're stuck in the hamster wheel. Can you admit that? That's the simple question. That can you admit that? Because if you admit that, it's your first step to making different lateral moves. It's your first step to taking a step outside of that hamster wheel. It's the first step. <laughs>